Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He'd have got there, Rabbits. This is more than I can't wait. What about Andrew King? Put him in the sucker. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Yes, yes. Hello, one. Hello, all. First things first. Uh, I just want to apologize for all the sporadic uploads with the podcast. Last couple of weeks, I've uh, had a fair bit going on on my side of things, just looking at improving uh, sound quality, audio quality, content-wise. Got some other avenues we're sort of pursuing outside of the Supercoach world that uh, hopefully can feed in together. That has just taken up a little bit more time than I would have liked. So for all the messages uh, regarding where the podcasts are, I appreciate them. And like I said, I, I can only apologize. Look, Thursday is here. The footy is back. Uh, that means Supercoach Preview is back, uh, a week where a lot of people are preparing for uh, the Super Trades next week, whether they're going to work out five, whether they're going to use four, whatever. What's the strategy behind that? Uh, look, I'll be delving all into that uh, today and in a later podcast, nuffs, all that. There's a lot of uh, good stuff to come in the next couple of weeks in terms of content. Uh, but this round, yeah, people are going to try and sort their teams out for the run home. A lot of people are unsure as to how many trades to have, uh, what the strategy is moving forward. Hopefully, we can answer all that today. We're also going to have hot takes, listener Q&As, Captain Obvious, buy, holds, and sells, uh, all the usual goodness you guys are enjoying every Thursday for the Supercoach previews. So let's get straight into it with the buy, holds, and sells. Look, we'll start things off on a somber note with the sells. Uh, Mitch Barnett has been a fantastic servant for all Supercoach owners that picked him up in the early rounds. Uh, was looking like a season-long keeper. Lachlan Fitzgibbon came back through a spanner in the works. He's looked to have fallen out of favour with Adam O'Brien, or, or something's gone down in Newcastle. Who knows what's happened, but an AOD average has plummeted down to, if Barnett scores 50, that's a good week for him. And uh, We're losing cash left, right, and centre. There's better options than Suarev. Uh, doesn't play round 17, isn't the keeper. So for me, uh, Mitch Barnett is a sell, unfortunately, considering how high the potential in him was coming into the season. Uh, it's a bit of a shame to, to see it pan out the way it has. Uh, Dane Laurie, also another sell that I've got on the list here. Look, he's been a fantastic servant for most teams. He's made a lot of cash, but the Tigers draw is definitely not ideal for the next coming weeks. Uh, a monster break even, uh, in my opinion. I'm not someone that's confident to play him for grand final week. Uh, and yeah, with trades sort of running out, I, I want to clear up the deadwood. Uh, and Dane Laurie falls into that category, unfortunately. Uh, for the hold section, I've got Sifa Talakai. Now, I've got him as sort of a hold off. Uh, let's just wait a week on Sifa Talakai. Uh, he's got got a big break even, but when that comes down, the price bottoms out. We're definitely all over him. Uh, a 73.3 average when he starts, uh, a 50-plus in base, dual position, 2RF second row, uh, center wing. Uh, yeah, he's just he's a slam dunk beast. He was last year, definitely uh, always there for a try, but that big break even, even if Talakai goes huge this week and scores 90, he's not going to go up a bunch in cash. So let's just wait a week on Sifar. We'll get him in next week and then and then move on from there. Uh, for the buys, we've got two other Sharks guys as well. Jesse Ramian, uh, 65 average, which also includes a score of 17. Now, Ramian's got a pure base of 32, a low break even. Um, yeah, he's a safe round 17 option. I'd 
pretty confident to put him as a keeper as well when he stays in the park. Really loved the buy of Jesse Ramian. Uh, and Sean Johnson, sub 500k, a low break even. Uh, he's finally hitting his strides. He's also playing for a contract. The Sharks are improving week on week. Uh, I've, I've got Sean Johnson as a keeper. Obviously, the dual position helps him as well. So have him in your run home as well. So yeah, the Sharks guys dominate this heavily. Uh, but the big blow is probably Barnett, just considering how much... He was rated all preseason, got the goal kicking, which was fantastic, scored a couple of tries, and then it's just fallen well and truly off the wagon. Captain of the Oz. Captains, 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 and they're fullback dominated this week, and uh, no really surprises there. We've got five options, three of them will be playing fullback this week. And the first man I've chucked as a VC option, Bally Simonson. Now, what a breath of fresh air he has been uh, for the Raiders. Named it fullback, we didn't know how that would have gone, but 116 last week. Looked really, really sick, uh, and looked really, really good with the ball in his hand. So, uh, really huge fan of Simonson. Uh, definitely not going to go astray with picking him up this week either. Uh, but yeah, Bailey Simpson, I think, is a fantastic VC option considering the matchups that they've got. Uh, the man that's playing tonight, Cody Walker, uh, 76 last week, looks to be coming back into some form. Gets his main men back with uh, Latrell Mitchell sweeping at the back. Against the Broncos, could be anything. Not confident to chuck the C on him for the first game of the round, but definitely a VC option that uh, you can't go too far astray with. Uh, Sean Johnson. Uh, as the man that we touched on in the buy section, a 79 last week, uh, finally hitting the, the strides that we were talking about. I think Sean Johnson's coming into his own uh, more and more and, and looking more relaxed at the level uh, coming back from the injury. Definitely don't see him as a bad VC option. Now, this man can go either way, C or VC. It's Nico Hines, 87 last week, and a pretty quiet game for him uh, in recent standards. Uh, coming up against a, a really juicy matchup as well. Really like uh, Nico Hines this week as a... As a last sort of hurrah, uh, I think Nico Hines, this is probably one of the last weeks people will hold him. He's got a big break even. Uh, he's currently 886k. Sell him uh, either this week or next week, and you'll be laughing straight to the bank and banking a lot of money for him. And the last man playing the last game of the round, the straight C on him, Tom Trebojevic. Uh Didn't play last week, freshened up. Who knows what's going to happen with him coming back with such a good matchup as well. Tommy Turbo with a season average of 116 uh, pretty safe pick to be putting him as captain. Look, notice there's no Penrith players this week. Uh, no Luai, no To'o, no Cleary. I just think that matchup against the Roosters might cause a bit of trouble for them. Coming off the back of two losses as well, who knows how the club uh, itself is going to bounce back. But uh, yeah, you can also chuck Gutho in there as well for a sneaky option. Valentine Hones as, as a sneaky VC as well. Uh, a couple of good matchups for all those guys, but these are the five that stand out to me. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. Now, a big mixed bag for hot takes last week. Had four picks. Uh, two of them got up, two of them didn't. I will go over those. Herbie Farmworth, under 44. Uh, had a try assist off the wing, which is always not not ideal. But was on 36 until like the last two minutes of the game, and then got a couple of tackle busts, which bumped him up over 40, which was uh, not ideal considering the pick that we had. It was looking good all game. Uh, Kieran Fawn, over 60. He got 60 exactly, so we'll take that one as a win. Uh, Joey Manu, over 80. Now... When Tedesco was was named to play, I wasn't confident on this pick at all. Uh, the same with the foreign one. I was cons- I was thinking DCE would be rested, uh, foreign would would sort of steer the ship. Same with Joey Manu. Uh, I thought Tedesco would be rested and, and was found out that he was playing, which which was not ideal. And then uh, obviously pulled a couple of hours before the game, which got Joey Manu up over eighty. And we also had Cody Ramsey over sixty. He gone cl- went went close. Uh, got forty seven with no tries, which is always uh, not bad for a centre wing, but uh, not sixty points. So we went two from four. Uh, which is okay. Uh, we're still 
going at about 50% clicks. For this week, though, we've got four more. We've got Sean Johnson to go over 80. We've got Alex Johnston to go under 60. Uh, a big buy this week for a lot of people. Though I guess the thought process behind that is Gagai's back, just hoping that they take um, some attack away from Gagai. I might actually bump that up to 70. We'll go AJ under 70. Uh, we'll go Tedesco under 80. And we'll go Turbo over 130. So, yeah, a couple of big picks there, considering AJ, a lot of people are bringing him in. So we'll take him under 70, just in the hopes that Gagai takes some attacking stats away from him. Sean Johnson over 80, uh, in the hopes that he fires against a pretty juicy matchup. Tedesco under 80 has a pretty gross matchup, uh, thinking this one might be a bit of a low-scoring affair, and Turbo over 130. We're, we're pitting the hopes on Turbo this week for the captain options. I think he is a slam-dunk pick. Moving into my trades this week. Now, I had a couple of options. I've got Bradman Best there. He'll be out for, what, two months my thought process behind potentially holding him is that I want him in my side for the run home. Uh, considering how juicy the Knights' draw is, uh, KP should be back then. If they get a little bit of form, they should be fighting for a top eight spot as well. So I'm definitely not against the idea of holding best. Uh, two definite trade-outs for me with the guys that we touched on in the buy holes and sells. Dane Laurie and Mitch Barnett, they are both coming out of my side. Uh, I've brought in Bailey Simmonson again. Uh, now, I traded him out probably five or six weeks ago and he wasn't firing on the wing. Back at fullback... It's a very, very small sample size, and it's maybe an outlier, but I'm going to take the gamble on him. You can never go wrong with picking a fullback uh, for your center wings, and, and the Raiders look to be hitting their strides, I guess, a little bit. They've come back into form a little bit. Jack Whiten's looking more comfortable. Uh, Sam Williams is coming into his own more and more each game, and uh, with Charles Nickel Klukstar out, that means Simmonson's fighting with you and Aiken, not you and Aiken, uh, with Caleb Aiken. And I just, I, I give Simmonson the nod there. I think the way he played last week, he, he should have had the spot for a couple of weeks. Definitely, yeah, worst case scenario. And, and they've got an okay matchup. I'm not against the idea of bringing Simmonson in around 17 guy that's going to play and going to give me some numbers and could potentially be a season-long keeper if he stays at fullback. Uh, Mitch Barnett is out and we're going to be bringing in Tohu Harris, Mr. Consistent. I did play with the idea of potentially looking at J- Jared Rhea Hardgraves, but uh, yeah, he's had Richter Radley out. He's got CRC with Takiyaho out. I just think that... With the the potential of him to go back to the bench is too high for for me to take a punt on Jared. So we'll take Tohu Harris, show up that uh, that second row. He'll be a guy that plays round seventeen, a borderline keeper, uh, sixty point floor, and and yeah, Tohu I think is probably just a safe, consistent option uh, every week. Other guys that we were looking at, obviously Ruben Garrick, a guy that I talked up immensely back in round six. Uh, back, I think he was about 380k when I told you guys to jump on him. Unfortunately, I didn't pull the pin. I just had too many injuries at the time, uh, and it never sort of panned out for me, unfortunately. Uh, you guys are looking at sort of pot options as well. I don't mind Brad Parker. I know that um, that's a bit left field, but Brad Parker, I think, is an okay shout. With Turbo back there, he loves to use him as a sort of a, a crash ball play on the line there. So if you're looking at a, at a good manly pod, uh, Ruben Garrick, I think his ownership is going up more and more each week, and people are sleeping on Brad Parker. Now, since there has been a podcast few and far between, I've jam-packed the listening Q&A section this week to try and pump out uh, as much sort of questions that you guys have had. Uh, I've got about 30 questions here. Whether I read them all out, I'll I'll go back and edit this through and through. We'll work it out there. Look, look, the first question comes from Eli Richardson. He asks, should you be trying to generate cash at this point or getting keepers uh, to prepare? I don't really understand the idea of getting a cash cow now. Surely you've got enough value in your side. Team's value should be up over around the 12 million mark. There should be enough there for you to to trade those cheaper guys out and bring in potential keepers. And we'll touch on this with the rounds, with the super round trades. And we're getting five, what the the best strategy, in my opinion, to use is. But people that are looking into bringing uh, Matt Tomoko or or Greg Marzu, I just don't see, unless you personally think they're going to be keepers in your side, I wouldn't be bringing in these cash cows. Uh, Look, 
Aspire Back asks, selling Laurie for Alex Johnston and Barnett for either Sia, Siwa, Takiyaho, or Talakai. Now, we touched on Talakai. I don't mind the, the early buy, just for me personally. I'm waiting with the break-even, and I'll get him next week on the cheap. Uh, but yeah, those trades look fantastic. I think Laurie uh, has to be sold, in my opinion. Johnston's got a great draw. It's just, you're preparing for rocks or diamonds with Johnston. He's a guy that's going to get you 10 or 150, I think, like... There's no in-between. There's no middle ground. There's no good base to rely on. But when he goes huge, he, he definitely can pay off for you. Uh, JVS958 underscore asks, Burton to Johnson this week or next? Uh, if you have other trades to make, I'd definitely wait until next. Burton still has a respectable break-even thanks to his two good scores in the last couple of weeks. Um, but Johnson's got a low break-even now. You're going to pocket about 150k or so from that trade. If you can wait a week, I'm definitely not against it. If you go this week, I think it's a fine option as well. I'll be trading Burton out next week myself too, uh, just working out sort of if we go the Johnson route or or Cody Nicarima is another good option as well that we haven't really spoken on. Uh, Jackson asks, Walker or SJ? I mean, for the run home, I think it's a gamble uh, between the two of them. It's hard to really pinpoint. I think it's a more of a personal preference thing. I know the averages speak differently, but SJ's come off the bench a couple of times. I'd probably lean towards Walker. I do own Cody Walker as well, but I do plan on owning SJ. I think the plan moving forward for me would be uh, Cleary, SJ, Cody Walker, Jerome Loy as the four halves I've got in my side. I think that's probably where I'm going to be lining up. Uh, Toss underscore A asks, sell Laurie and Staines. Who to buy for round 17? Rapana, Manu, Ramian, Talakai, Tomoko. Uh, look, out of those five names you give me, man, I, I really like Ramian. I think he's got a really solid base for as a center wing. Um, he's going to have a, a, a dedicated spot. The the issue with Talakai is the security. What happens? Uh, how long Wade Graham's going to be out for? What happens that without moving forward? Uh, that's the only problem with Talakai and the minutes, I guess, is a big question mark. That's why I was I was more happy to wait the week and we'll go from there. Just considering he could play 60 uh, and that'd be it. And then, it, look, if he gets a one point sort of one PPM, it's, it's a great investment. But yeah, attacking stats did help him last year. That's the only criticism that people will have against him. Um, that's why I wanted to wait and see what he did uh, in the starting side for one. But out, out of those names, man, um, Rapana, you're going to need him to score tries. Manu, uh, the, one of the best centers in the NRL. Uh, just doesn't translate to super coach, unfortunately. Uh, Ramian, as we touched on, a big fan. Talakai, a big fan. Tomoko, uh, not not so much keen on Tomoko. Uh, Jack Kenny asks, Alex Johnson or Jesse Ramian? We just answered that. I much prefer Ramian, just he's a safer option. Uh, Marky Mark asks, save two trades or get in AJ or Talakai? This seems to be a common question this week people are, are wanting to know where aj stands and yeah he's a try scoring machine but but very little base and i guess it's a gamble to have if you have a pretty safe uh set of wings if you've got guys like toto and and ramian or talakai or whatever you've got those safe base stat players you could probably take a chance on someone like a uh an aj because if they, if they go downhill it's not going to crush you too much um, okay, so James underscore Fody asks, best center wings to finish with? And, and I think this is a great question. Uh, Toto first and foremost. I think Garrick is a decent option. I think Daniel Tupo is a great option to have. Uh, I think with the draw, they've got coming home. Uh, Bradman Best is what we touched on him. Uh, David Nofaluma, another one with an okay draw coming home. Uh, Matt Ikevalu as well, another one of these try-scoring wingers. Alex Johnston, as much as I don't like him, just for the inconsistency, I think the upside is too high to to put disrespect in his name and not consider him. Um, they're seven straight away. If you've held Laurie, uh, you could probably play him as a fifth option. Uh, but yeah, I think there's, there's a plethora of guys. Valentine Hones as well. How can we forget about him? Origin star playing fullback, another great option. Uh, there's, yeah, a plethora to have. I wouldn't stack your center wings with seven guys. 
Um, I'd probably have five or six and then sort of interchange them each week based off matchups. Mac asks, hookers, I'm stuck with Watkin and Simpkins. Yeah, mate, I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are in, are in deep shit with their hooker situation. There's nothing this year. Uh, I think you just you just take the hit and play Harry Green. You just buy him and you understand that he's not going to play after Origin, but he's probably the best option in, in a position that is very, very barren this year. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's gross. And if you have to hold Watson, you have to hold him, unfortunately. James asks another question. Who to sell first? Barnett for a good 2RF or Laurie before he loses cash? I think Laurie is probably the priority. I think Barnett's bottomed out and that's what we're going to see from him. Uh, you're not going to lose too much in my opinion, but Laurie, there's still a fair bit of room for him to plummet. So I'd be trading Laurie out first. Uh, hold Nofo for the season. I only have saved two trades. Uh, yeah, probably. I think there's other options in your side to consider fixing up. Uh, Jared asks, Walsh worth it until Paps bottoms out in cash? I love Reese Walsh. I didn't realize how juicy the Warriors draw is. Uh, the Rugby League Guru and myself uh, did a podcast on this, actually, as to how juicy that the Warriors have. I think they play three top eight teams in the last 11 weeks, and one of those is the Dragons. Uh, my plan was to run KP and Tom Travojevic for the run home, but definitely considering Reese Walsh, if he's going to save me a bunch of cash, uh, trade him out for Gutho. Uh, Reggie asks, is Max trading in the Super Trade round a good option, even low on trades? I will touch on this, man. I'm going to do a podcast on this, I think, uh, what my strategy is moving forward, but just clear out all your Deadwood men, like uh, your Staines as your Ramses, if you have him, uh, your Simkin, your Fui Mayona, your... your uh, Farmer Sully, just all these guys, uh, your TC Rabadas, like people I've got, I've seen these in their teams, uh, Pasea from the Broncos, like all these guys that sort of plotted along through round 13 uh, that you don't see as keepers. I'd be using your five trades to clear them out. And if it means only getting two guns in, then so be it, in my opinion. And um, we'll touch on the nuff to bring in as well. Uh, the sweeper that asks, what rounds would you aim to get Turbo and D for feeder back? Uh, for feeder and Turbo, if you don't have them, I'd probably be looking at getting them. I'd say after round 19, um, or even pull the pin on Turbo now, and I think Fafita can wait until we know what his workload's going to be like. We saw what he did on the weekend in limited minutes. He's still a very destructive player, but I'm just not confident to pay the money for him. Um, I know that Turbo, when Turbo plays, he's going to be on 100% of the time, whereas Fafita, uh, during this origin period, he might go missing. Uh, Blake asks, good numbers for the next buy round. I think 10. I think 10 maybe the go. I think the plan was always to go round 13 hard and, and 17 a little bit easier because there's just less quality in that round in my opinion. And the very last question is uh, from Jackson. He asked, Mazu and Tomoko job security. Uh, look, Mazu is competing with Philip Sami, Anthony Don, Corey Thompson. Uh, I think Corey Thompson gets the nod. And then Philip Sami hasn't been playing great footy. The Don is just a cult hero at the Titans with Tomoko. Uh, I don't really know the ins and outs of the Raiders too much off the top of my head. What is that? Curtis Scott, who maybe had a fate with Ricky Stewart. Ricky Stewart just might just say, fuck it, and and let Cur- let Curtis Scott sort of sit there and do nothing. Uh, also, Jared Croker, club captain. Um, I mean, Nickel Clookstar would have forced Bally Simmonson back, but he's out for the season. So out of those two, I'd probably lean towards Tomoko if you had to go one personally. Look, that's going to wrap up the listening Q&A. Thanks for everyone that's sending in theirs. But it's pretty, pretty clear as to where people see uh, the priorities this week are. It's going to revolve heavily around Ramian, heavily around Talakai, heavily around AJ. Uh, good luck, everyone, for this weekend. I think it's a pretty big weekend for, for preparation before the trades next week. Uh, look out for some content. We'll touch on the best nuffs to be picking up. Uh, we'll touch on the, I guess, the strategy as well for the round 17 trades. Um, I appreciate everyone, like I said at the start of the show, for sticking with me just during a time where there's 
uh, a little bit of sporadity with the podcasts. Uh, like I said, there's some other projects been working on. So yes, very much do appreciate everyone uh, and their time and patience. But Supercoach is back. Keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.